the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Coop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You are listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And I want to welcome you to our Church of the Week feature designed to connect you with pastors and ministries in our city that are doing amazing things. And uh, today we have an opportunity to be with the pastors of Living Word Christian Fellowship, Living the Word Christian Fellowship, Pastor Richard and his wife Rose. How are you guys doing today? Doing fine. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, for the next half hour, we get to sit down and chat with you and find out what's going on at your church and and, uh, what's going on in Living the Word Christian Fellowship. But before we do that, could you just take a minute, Pastor Richard, and just introduce yourself to uh, our listening audience and let them know a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, my name's uh, Richard Blasco. I am pastor at Living the Word Christian Fellowship. Um, I've been in church ministry now for about 20 years. Um, The Lord has uh, led me to start Living the Word earlier this year. And so at that, at that time, we started living the word, and the Lord's been adding to the church. We're excited about what he's doing. And uh, one of the neat things uh, that he's done is he's um, led my wife, Rose, to lead worship. And so it's been a joy not only to do the work of the Lord, but to also have my wife as my co-labor in Christ. Excellent, excellent. Rose, and what has the experience been like for you so far? It's been wonderful. It's been a little nerve-wracking. Um, this is my first time being a worship leader, and the Lord has led me to do this, and I love every minute of it. Excellent, excellent. Now, are you a musician or a singer or both? I am a singer. Oh, excellent. Good. Well, it's it's uh, it's an interesting thing that you said. You know, you, you felt led to pioneer a church here, and I, I know that that's... Uh, that must be a, a very difficult road. I've, I've actually been down that road a few times myself. But um, I want to ask you, uh, Richard, if you don't mind, uh, Pastor Richard, could you just tell us a little bit about how you knew you were called to be make a living or, or uh, commit your life, I should say, to ministry? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, when the time actually came, um, to, to start the work, one of the things I was most concerned about was that the Lord was actually initiating that, and it wasn't me just stepping out and doing that. Um, one of the things that I, I, I firmly believe, and I try to implement it in my life and, and even in the church, is that when we hear the word and obey the word, then that's when we get God's results. Um, so good question. Um, now, as I mentioned, I've been in church ministry for quite a while, and uh, the Lord had moved me um, you know, from a church I'd gone to for a number of years into another church and um, and was there. And then the Lord had used me in that church, but I'd felt a little unsettled. Um, and the thought kept creeping in the back of my mind, uh-oh, you know, maybe it's time, you know, maybe it's time to do this. But I didn't want to step out on my own initiative. I didn't want to 
make a name for myself or start a work or do anything that was initiated out of the flesh, out of, out of my strength. Um, so, so the more I prayed about it, the more the Lord confirmed it to me. Um, you know, he was faithful to speak to me. He was faithful to confirm that with people around me. And so when he made it very obvious that that's what he wanted to do, um, I just stepped out and did it, trusting that as I did it, um, that he would be faithful to watch over his word to perform it. That's what he's done. No, that's, that's a really good point that you made. Um, I think a lot of people, believers and non-believers alike, they, they want to know that the Lord is speaking to them. And uh, as a pastor and as a pastor's wife now and, and someone who's also in music ministry, what, what would you guys say to someone who is, they're trying to hear the voice of the Lord about a specific situation? You know, maybe they're, uh, they're praying about a relationship or maybe they're praying about a calling or, or a specific job or vocation. How do, you, how do you reconcile those things? What do you look for when someone out there that may be listening right now is saying, man, I, I just want to know, I want to hear from God and, and it doesn't feel like he's talking. Give them some pointers of how to know they're in the will of God. Right. Um, well, you know, obviously, you know, you want to do what God wants. And so that's why you have the dilemma. And, you know, the Lord has sent us the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to lead us and guide us. And so in examining the Holy Spirit, you know, w- we know that he's the spirit of truth. And Jesus said that that the word is truth. And so kind of in my mind, you know, as I speak to people or counsel people, the first thing I look at is, okay, what you're wanting to do, is this something that's scriptural? So if it's something that isn't scriptural, then I know that that's most likely not something that the Lord is is leading them to do, and I'll step out, and I'll encourage them to reconsider that, let them know that it's something that's contrary to what the Word says, and then that since he and the Word are essentially one, he was a living Word that dwelt among us, you know, we can feel comfortable that, you know, that that's not what the Lord has for you. Now, a lot of times in our Christianity, and I think this is more to the point that you were addressing, is, is, is Scripture gives us some boundaries. Sure. You know, this is right, this is pleasing, this isn't pleasing, this is sin, but you have all of the area in between The gray areas. Those hard, and exactly, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth, and then the gray areas. <laughs> well, the gray areas are the areas where we need to hear the Holy Spirit, or we need to go to those who have wisdom, who have been led by the Holy Spirit in the past, who can go and take the Word and show them how the Word would apply to this situation in their life. Because a lot of times, either we're not aware of the Word, or we're so caught up in the stress and the confusion of the moment, it becomes difficult to hear the Holy Spirit. And so to speak to somebody who, who is seasoned, who is heard and lived the word and been led by the Holy Spirit, they'll be in a position to be able to say, hey, in this situation, maybe this principle of Scripture would apply in this situation. Excellent. And then we know at that point, you know, that the Holy Spirit will convict of sin, but righteousness also. Excellent. And so we will have that knowing in our spirit, hey, that sounds right, that's God, that's wisdom. We're doing the right thing. Exactly, because James does say that the wisdom from above is peaceable and it's pure. And so based on that interaction of seeking the guidance and seeking the counsel, you know, from those who are um, established in their walk with the Lord and the authorities that he's given you, that the Lord will be faithful to speak through them and to guide you. That's very good. Now, uh, Rose, when you were coming to uh, this same, I guess you're walking through the same experience with your husband and, and uh, he's hearing the Lord to 
launch out in this brand new venture. You know, right. What was going through your head? How how were you kind of reconciling some things as well? You know, for someone maybe out there that uh, uh, they're married that and their their husbands launching out in something that they say, man, hold on here, let's hear God and 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 how do they? How do they uh, support their husband, be that loving wife, and, and also hear from God at the same time? For me, when we first got engaged, the Lord showed me that Richard was going to be a pastor. And he was in the business world, so it didn't make sense at the time. And when he said, when he came to me in, years later and said, I, I feel the Lord is leading me to start a church, I thought, there it is. There, there you go. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's we just ran with that. Sure. That's that's so important. You know, you said um, obviously there was prayer going on before you were married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you heard some things ahead of time that helped right. helped set things in order before you even got to that that uh, test or that transition or whatever right. you want to call it. That's so important. And I think a lot of young people that are pursuing relationships, maybe they don't uh, understand that prayer is kind of the essential part of that, um, the, at least those beginning stages for sure in, in uh, starting that relationship. What, what, was it, what was it like for you when you were courting and, and trying to decide uh, about all these things? How important was prayer to you during those times? And, and what would you say to someone that's maybe in that same life position at this point? Prayer was so important. And hearing the Lord at the time when we were dating and when we became engaged was so important. I lived in Ohio. He was in Texas. Wow. And I really needed to hear the Lord tell me, it's okay. It's, sure. This is what I have for you. and This sure. is where I want you to be and to go ahead and move to Texas. Wow. And then one of the things that, you, that I'd like to add to this is, you know, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the things that are to come. Excellent. And so taking that Jesus is an authority on Scripture, I would take it. And so, <laughs> so, so I, I take and run with that. You know, I think a lot of times the Lord does try to speak to us, but we don't recognize the fullness of what the Lord wants to do. And because we limit God in how we think he should act, sometimes mm-hmm. we miss some That's of his good. leading. And, you know, this is something that I'll say here, and then part, you know, people listening will probably think That's ridiculous. But, I mean, Rose can can validate this. You know, before we were married, I'd prayed, and then the Lord did reveal to me the characteristics of the person that I would marry. And so I was praying for her before I met her. Now, I didn't know what everything meant, but I had them typed out in a couple pages of lists of things to pray for her. And then after we became engaged, I showed her, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe that you knew this. I mean, there were things on the list about her appearance, um, her spiritual giftings and her walk. The Lord even told me what what, what her nickname was, and things wow. of that nature. And so, so I think that takes us to an important truth of Christianity: is we have to recognize that when Jesus says, "My sheep hear my voice and they obey," that means He's trying to lead us. So it's incumbent upon us to put ourselves in a position to hear him speak to us and the way we do that is by having an ear that's open to hear and the word tells us that it's through our disobedience that our heart becomes hard and when you look at the word hard in the greek that means dry and we know that rain and dew um, are types uh, of the holy spirit and so it's the combination of our being obedient and all the things that we know that he's told us to do 
and to have a submitted attitude of heart of being willing to be obedient when he leads us, then that's when we're able to hear him the most clearly. And so God, I've told this to people many times, and and they kind of laugh, but it's true. God is more interested in you walking in his will than you are. And so he's going to go to great lengths to make sure that you have everything that it needs or that you need for his will and purpose to be accomplished. That's good. And so what we have to do is just put ourselves in a position to receive the guidance and the direction and the wisdom that he wants to give us. That's good. We're listening to uh, Pastor Richard and Rose Blasco of Living the Word Christian Fellowship here on KSLR. Now, some people may have asked you this before. I don't know. You mentioned that you were at a, a church before the Lord mm-hmm. called you to, to branch out and, and start mm-hmm. your own work. I know being a pastor myself and having been down that same road, um, people have said this to me, so I'm, maybe you've heard it. Um, why another church? Why does our city need another church? Um, what is the significance of starting a new work when maybe we could just support another work? Right. Um, you know, I like that question because I think that question is kind of typical of a mindset that a lot of people have. Um, my focus in my life is to do what the Lord tells me to do. You know, I didn't sit down and I didn't try to rationalize, well, should I do it? Should I not do it? Is this something that's needed or not needed? Those, those, those things are really inconsequential. Um, the Lord spoke to me many years ago that I would be doing it. So for me, in my mind, I had resolved, well, when he tells me to do it, I will do it. And so I didn't have all of the superfluous thoughts and conversations. I didn't try to justify or rationalize anything. Um, You know, there wasn't a lot of debate about it. The real issue was I know the Lord wanted me to do it. At that time, he told me to do it, and so out of obedience, I I just did it. And I know that doesn't directly answer the question. But But um, it does answer the question. It's, it's, I guess, maybe more of a principle than mm-hmm. it is a question-answer type thing because because right. you're right. A lot of people, they look at all the circumstances. Right. They look at all the situations. They say, well, you know, um, there's a church over here or there's a church over there or there's all these other churches that maybe they don't have a, a great congregation yet that we could go and support. But uh, in reality, maybe the Lord has a completely different plan. You know? Right. And it is... It is uh, of consequence for us to listen to the Lord, obviously. Sure. And then I think the root of that thought process is, um, is actually a, um, a, a principle that uh, we see, you know, when Peter is speaking to Jesus, you know, about not being crucified and, um, and, and Jesus said, Satan, although he was speaking to Peter, right? He said, Satan, get behind me. Your interests are not on God's interest, but whose? On man's interest, right? There you go. See, what happens is we we have this mentality in the church that there's three teams. There's God's team, there's the devil's team, and then there's me trying to decide whatever I want to do. But the reality of the situation is either you're for or you're against what the Lord says. And then those are his words, not mine. Right. And so what has happened is because Jesus has defeated Satan at Calvary through his death, burial, and his resurrection— the only choice that Satan has to be effective is to deceive people and operate through people and then co-opt them as vessels to accomplish his will. And so what happens is Satan will come in and his main purpose to get that open doorway is to get us 
to not focus on what the Lord told us, but to lean on our own understanding. You know, much like Eve looked at the tree, she says, well, hey, look, it's, it's pleasing to the eye, it's good for food. All of those are rationalizations not to listen to what the Lord told us. Sure, sure. And so when you look at things circumstantially, if you look at rationalizations, all of those things are really reasons for us to take our focus off what the Lord has for us, but like Jesus said about Satan, on man's interests. Excellent. We're, re- we're listening to Pastor Richard and Rose Blasco of Living the Word Christian Fellowship. Now, I want to transition here um, at this time to, to talk a little bit about Living the Word Christian Fellowship. Okay. Now, obviously, uh, you, you kind of addressed this earlier, but in the title of the church kind of maybe mirrors the purpose. Yes. Um, can you guys tell us a little bit about that? How do we come to the name and, and how do we walk that, that out at, at Living the Word? Sure. Um, you know, Jesus said that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, right? Which means you'll obey me. You'll, sure. You'll keep. Um, one of the things that became very clear to me very early on as, as a Christian was that, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And where we are in error is when we get religious where we hold to a form and appearance of godliness, right? But there's no power, there's no exactly. God in it. So so what happens is in the futility of our religion, we try to figure out ways of manipulating God to enter into our situation by praying, by fasting, by putting in Jesus' name in the middle of it. But the truth is we see the life of God in, in his power when we do what he's calling us to do. And so when we look at Scripture, we see that there's a very strong, a very, very strong and a very large body of Scripture that talks about how he's king, he's Lord, and he's master. Well, we're servants, we're disciples. Incumbent within that relationship is, is you do the master's will. Absolutely. And in all of that, when we're obedient to the Lord, not only are we good and faithful, but in a very real sense, when we do what he wants us to do, that's how he's released to minister through us to other people. So the effort shouldn't be how do we manipulate God into moving to support what we want. But our effort should be, as it says in Acts, how do we devote ourselves to prayer and study of the word so that we know what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. And then when we do it, then God's free to move through us. That's good. And um, how that outworks... um, I know that, you know, when I'm praying throughout the week to put the message together, I don't have preconceived ideas of what I'm going to minister. I pray and I wait to hear the Lord tell me what to minister. And the reason I do that is, and and then if if, if you'll entertain me here, sure, um, I think this is pretty instructive, and this is an illustration that I like to use. You know, the Lord ha- has a plan for my life. And so I like to think that God's moving and he's active in my life, trying to bring that to pass. So whether that's the good works that he's created for me to walk in or for me to be in the maturity and the image of the Son of God that he's created for me to be. So all of these hopes and dreams that I have tied up in God really are enacted by my being obedient and fellowshipping with him. Now, when you put a bunch of me's into a church and they meet on a Sunday morning <laughs> as a pastor 
how do I know what to minister so that those different people have exactly what they need to hear in their life? Because I'm not capable of orchestrating their life for them. I'm not capable of knowing where all of them are. But if the Lord has put them into this local body, that means he's working in them individually, but those individual pieces all come together to work as a collective. So there's a specific truth and there's a specific level of ministry that needs to happen for those people, and I don't know what that is. So I pray and I seek the Lord, and then he tells me, this is what I want you to minister. And so when I minister that, because I'm submitted to him, then he's free to minister through the words that I give so that each of the people that's in that body are fed. We're with Pastor Richard and Rose Blasco, Living the Word Christian Fellowship. That's so good. You know, that's one of the things that always puzzled me about how people take sermons so lightly. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, here's the man of God talking right now, telling us this is what I'm sorting through as a minister. Now, Rose... He told us a little bit about the purpose behind the, the church. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the man behind the purpose? Um, could, could you and, uh, and just just kind of give us a picture into what Pastor Richard is like and, and uh, someone that, that comes to Living the Word Christian Fellowship, what are they going to experience from, from their pastor? I think they'll experience um, a very strong pastor. He prays for everyone in the church individually he asks the lord what he can do for them to show him what they need um with his like he said with the word that he gives on sunday um he wants it to be a word that will reach those people that they need that they need to hear on that sunday and that's his heart is to help this to help his flock to to live pray the word, them, right? To, right, to li- <laughs> help them live the word, right? Living the word, and so now we have an obvious um, open door here that I'm going to point out. Um, at, at living the word, I don't ever refer to myself as a teacher. Um, I, I refer to myself as a pastor, but I'm involved in word ministry. Okay, and I say ministry because it's the Holy Spirit who actually brings life through what happens sure. as I present the word. And there's another component of the church, too, that we refer to as music ministry. And then we refer to it as music ministry. And, Rose, do you want to talk a little bit about why we refer to it as music ministry? We refer to it as music ministry because we don't just pick up um, four or five great songs that we think sound good that we heard somewhere on the radio or something and and that sound great, so let's sing it. I, I am in prayer all week long, all weekend long, and the Lord literally gives me the songs. I pick those four or five songs, and we practice them, and that's what goes out on Sunday morning. And after we we go into the music, there's times when the Holy Spirit will will stop the song sure. and lead me to sing something that the Lord wants to right, be sung. Right. And people Kind of are, a prophetic song over the congregation. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and that's... That's how we work. I think that's so good because in, in a lot of there's a, there is a very uh, distinct difference and I'm glad you you brought that up because I, I remember I used to have a pastor that would tell tell us there's a difference between a worship time and a song service right and a, a lot of a lot of ministries and and you know that that's their preference maybe mm-hmm. is they just have a song service but right. you guys uh, you guys have a very different experience at, at uh, living the word Christian fellowship right and and, and then that's my conviction 
that's sure. that's what I believe the Lord has called us to. And and you know, when I speak to other ministers, obviously I could speak to other ministers. You know, I don't ever, um, I don't ever assume that the vision that the Lord has given for me is better than somebody else's. Of course. Nor do I ever assume that their vision is better than mine. Of course. You know that we're just we're we're both ministers. We're both co-laborers. And at the end of the day or the end of the age, you know, we're going to have to answer to a, a single question. You know, did you do what I called you to do? Right. You know, right. not compared to what anybody else does. You know, I love that you said that because one of the things that uh, we at KSLR and, and myself personally believe is we, we really are involved in building a city. You mm-hmm. know, bringing the kingdom of God to our city. So it's not necessarily about any one church right. or any one ministry or any one minister or any one radio station for that matter. You know, it's it right. really is about what God has to do in the city of San Antonio. When he wrote the, the New Testament through uh, through Paul, he didn't write to um, first church in, you know, whatever. He wrote to the church in the city. You right. know, so I, I'm, I'm really glad you have that perspective. So when someone visits because they heard this amazing interview and this amazing program visits uh living the word christian fellowship what can they expect to to uh receive what's what's the culture like um well well we're very casual um you know even even as the worship service goes on you know once we finish the set of songs there's a slide that comes up and it says okay we are now in a time of open worship and there's some bullet points that say, you know, this is where you offer your sacrifice of praise to the Lord. Keep your heart open to what the Lord may speak to you. You know, if the Lord wants you to minister or to pray to some other people, you know, come see the pastor, you know, so he can coordinate ministry. So so the culture there is very much driven on, on the Ephesians 4 model, being that as a pastor, it's my job or responsibility. I don't want to say job. That, that, that's a bad way to put it. <laughs> But 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 it's it's my responsibility, part of the commission, to create an environment for people to understand that when you come here, it's for a time of equipping and doing. Yes. It's not a situation of watching me come up. I'm the guy. This is my time. No, the focus is on the Lord. What the Lord wants to do through you and for you That's to it. equip you in your time Excellent. of ministry so that as you go out, then you're trained and equipped to be what the Lord's called you to be. Right, helping them on this day do what they're called to do the rest of the week. Absolutely. So can you give us some details about uh, your service times? Where can we find you? If someone wants to visit this week, where where can they, they find you? Sure. Um, actually, uh, we are partnered with the YMCA, which is actually a very neat arrangement. Um, we're located at the YMCA on Henderson Pass Road, just north of Thousand Oaks. Uh, we meet um, in, in the general exercise room, I, I think is what it's called. Um, we meet there at uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Um, they've graciously opened up their child care center for us, so we have areas for infants. You know, obviously, you know, we have Sunday school and all that stuff set up. Um, so we're there. We're just doing what we believe that the Lord has called us to do, to be faithful in that. And Excellent. then and then see what he does from there. And can you give them your website quickly? Sure. Uh, the, the, uh, the website for the church is livingthewordchristianfellowship.com. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much, uh, Rose and Pastor Richard, for thank being you. with us today. You've been listening to The Word in South Texas, KSLR. Keep listening and have a great week. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. 
We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.